good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers. 73 COVID deaths, 10,630 new cases. Thailand logged 73 new COVID-19 fatalities and 10,630 new cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Saturday morning. There were 10,563 cases in the general population and 67 among inmates. On Friday, 10,542 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Thailand also logged 7,421 ATK probable cases, bringing the total near to 18,000. Now, just for people who's wondering about these ATK positive cases, what I actually thought happened was all these people were retested and then they would have been added to the next day's numbers. This is actually what's not happening. If you test positive and you have no symptoms, you can stay at home and self-isolate for basically two weeks. And you will not do a PCR test and therefore you will not be added to the daily total. If you have symptoms, then you will be sent to hospital, you do a PCR and then you will be added. So the numbers actually that they're telling us each and every day are not truly correct. They're missing quite a lot of people who are at home positive with COVID but have not taken a PCR test to be added to the daily total. So it's a little bit of trickery by the Thai authorities here. But I do think it's a positive step that people who are not symptomatic or asymptomatic are not being sent to hospital now and they're being allowed to isolate at home and are not incurring 14 days in a field hospital being treated like crap basically. So yeah, these things are positive and a step in the right direction for sure. And for our first story of the day, court rejects bid to block emergency decree. The Thai Civil Court dismissed a plea for restrictions on public gatherings to be lifted, submitted by Internet Law Reform Dialogue, ILAW, and two Ratsadon anti-establishment protesters. In the petition, the trio, including two who are facing charges for defying the state of emergency, asked the court to revoke the restrictions on public gatherings, claiming that its intentions was to prevent people from attending a political gathering and not to prevent the spread of COVID-19. They also demanded compensation from Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha and five others. The court said the COVID-19 infections are still spreading despite the restrictions issued by the Prime Minister by virtue of the emergency decree and intended to limit further impacts on the country's economy. Responding to the claim by the petitioners that there is no solid evidence to prove that public gatherings caused the spread of the disease, the court said that the gatherings of many people for any reason risk the spread of the disease. Court cited the petitioners' remarks that they had to wear face masks and clean their hands with sanitizer during their protest as an indication that there is a need to enforce social distancing to prevent the COVID-19 from spreading. Finally, the court ruled that there is insufficient justification in the petition for the court to suspend the restrictions and decide to to dismiss the plea. Now, in all fairness, the, the petition that was lodged by these two groups seems very, very, very weak. Their arguments seem to be contradicted by the fact that they were wearing masks and social distancing and using hand sanitizer and taking all the precautions for COVID-19, which probably went against them in a great deal. But also, there's another thing. I don't think there's any court at this moment in time going to go against the government or the prime minister in relation to the emergency decree. 
Now, of course, the emergency decree was talked about being done away with at the end of September, and now it's been extended to the end of November. So yes, I do think there's a lot of political maneuvering behind this emergency decree. It is being used to stifle free speech and the protesters each and every day. And I think it's clear if you look at social media and and other news outlets, you will see that the government have been using the emergency decree as an excuse to crack down on these kind of protests. But nevertheless, I think it was a very weak case, though, that they brought to the court. And there's no surprise that they were defeated and it was thrown out. And next up, eager for high season. Tourism operators in sandbox areas are upbeat about the outlook for the high season after Thailand was removed from the UK's red list for travel effective October 11th. The easing of travel regulations will not only rebuild confidence from the UK market, but also other countries in Europe. The timing is right to boost the market during Christmas and the New Year holidays, said Kongsak Kampukasakorn, president of the Thai Hotels Association Southern Chapter. Removal from the red list means tourists are not required to stay at a quarantine hotel for 10 days upon their return to the UK. The country was added to the UK's red list on August 30th, which caused a surge in hotel cancellations. He said the occupancy rate in the fourth quarter is expected to increase from 20% present to 30%, mainly driven by tourists from the UK, Russia and India. Thai students in the UK are another potential group of visitors as October is a school holiday, allowing them to visit their families in Thailand, said Mr. Kongsak. Visitors to the Phuket Sandbox program must be fully vaccinated, but students aged 15 to 18 normally receive only one jab of Pfizer vaccine. Children under 18 who travel without parents have to stay in local quarantine facilities. If the rules are relaxed for this group, it will help generate more demand for the sandbox, he said. As of October 7, Phuket has welcomed 43,026 overseas arrivals, of which 8,381 are Thais, followed by the US 6,294, Israel 5,822 and the UK 5,098. Mr. Kongsak said another 100 hotels certified as SHA Plus are anticipated to reopen, adding to the current 400 due to the promising tourism outlook. Charin Tip Tiaporn, president of the Tourism Council of Krabi, said the UK market might start to return in about two weeks as tourists still have to navigate the certificate of entry application. Ms. Charin Tip said the British fell from top five tourism source markets because of the red list restrictions, while arrivals from Israel, Germany and Thailand were the top market based on a total of 168 travel travellers from August 16th to October 7th. With the quarantine period in Thailand reduced to seven days and direct flights to the Krabi sandbox allowed, operate are confident about rolling out marketing campaigns and receiving more bookings, she said. Krabi is on course to reopen the whole province in November, with more than 500,000 vaccine doses set to be delivered this month. And that leads us into our featured story. TAT maps out new targets for tourism. The tourism industry is expected to hit rock bottom this year with total revenue of 328 billion baht, but will rebound next year and reach 80% of its 2019 level in 2023, according to the Tourism Authority of Thailand. The kingdom has been rocked by global travel restrictions caused by the coronavirus, resulting in only 100,000 inbound tourists expected this year, down from the 6.7 million last year, said TAT Governor Yutasak Supasorn. 
However, these receipts will rebound to 50% of their 2019 level by next year and improve another 30% in 2023 as Thailand moves to attract higher spending tourists, he said. Meanwhile, domestic trips are expected to stand at 60 million by year end, down 34% from 90.52 million trips last year. This market has also been affected by waves of COVID-19 outbreaks since last year, particularly over Songkran. However, the situation has already shown signs of improvement this month, prompting the government to resume two stimulus campaigns, We Travel Together and Tour Tiao Thai from October 15th to January 1. The latter offers subsidies to travellers. As such, total revenue this year should hit 328 billion baht, marking a drop of 60% from 2020, Mr. Yutasak said. Despite the nascent success of sandbox schemes in areas like Phuket, the partial reopening to international tourists is expected to create just 8.25 billion baht this year, mainly in the current quarter. In the past, we saw two-thirds of revenue derived from international revenue. This is the main reason the government is accelerating the reopening scheme, as domestic tourism alone can't save the industry he said. The tourism figures for this year might spell bad news for industry, but hopefully next year we can leap forward to a better position as we aim to gain back revenue of at least 50% of 2019, which was our best year on record. Thailand welcomed 40 million international arrivals in 2019. Mr. Yutasek said authorities will try to make up for lost income by doubling the amount foreign tourists spend to 82,576 baht per person, up from 49,700 baht prior to the pandemic. This target aligns with the government's policy of doubling down on value-added, sustainable and more eco-friendly tourism. Besides Phuket and Samui, the two key pilot areas, any province can apply for a sandbox scheme if it has achieved a 70% vaccination rate, among other measures. Mr. Yutasek said that newly reopened areas will be marked as blue zones and will be free to impose their own relaxed safety regulations. Most economic forecasts expect Thailand will see a K-shaped recovery, meaning economic inequality will widen, he said. To precipitate a V-shaped recovery, we need to reform the industry in certain ways. So Mr. Yutasak is planning to double how much money you spend here. Now, I'm not quite sure how he plans to do that. Maybe add some more PCR tests onto your uh, 10-day holiday. Maybe he plans to add more taxes onto hotels to push the rates up in that manner. Maybe he plans to offer maybe spending incentive schemes for actual foreign tourists. Maybe he would do something proactive, but who knows? But I don't quite understand how he plans to double the amount tourists spend. And it's not that we're going to try, it's we're going to do it. So I really, it's a very confusing statement. Again, the Tourism Authority of Thailand, I think has gone past the sell-by date at this stage. If you look around the world, can anybody tell me Another tourism authority or, you know, a related body in your country where you hear a story two to three times a day from them. I mean, these guys should be working in the background and not be seen or heard. They should be quietly doing their job. But instead, they're making up figures each and every day. I mean, the idea that by next year, they're going to be back to 50% of the 2019 numbers. That's just crazy thinking. They haven't even made a plan for the rest of this year. How do they think they're going to implement something that would bring in that many travelers and that much money? So they're basically saying for 2022, they're going to have 20 million travelers to Thailand. Well, let me explain to you, Mr. Governor, that if you continue with the certificate of entry, if you continue with the expensive insurance that's mandatory and the multiple PCR testings, I can guarantee you, you will not. 
But if your idea is that you're going to try to make things more expensive, you seem to be promoting price gouging now, that it might be okay for people to charge tourists a hell of a lot more. Will it come to the point that instead of the uh, national park costing us 400, which is, you know, 10 times the price of a, a Thai person, it'll now become 800 baht. Will companies be encouraged to charge tourists more money for the trips? Is this what the plan is to price gouge potential tourists when they get here? He's giving the go-ahead for this to happen. What they don't seem to understand is that if you go around this in the manner that you're planning, because to me it sounds like you want to charge customers just more so you can make more money, but you're not going to offer any value to that. And all you're going to do is leave people with a feeling of being ripped off. And they're going to go home and they're going to tell their friends and their family about their bad experience in Thailand where everything's expensive and the country seems like it's just out to rip people off. And they're going to put those people off going to Thailand. And of course, the tourists who came back will never go back again. And you're going to create a cycle where people will look at Thailand and go, no, that's a ripoff over there. They've put all the prices up. You know, they're just trying to make back all the money that they lost during the pandemic, but everything's so expensive. And that is not the way to go about tourism. Instead, right now, they should be trying to attract people to Thailand. But that part they seem to have missed. Everybody, every country and destination now needs to work harder to get tourists to come visit them. Because there's an element of risk when people travel during a pandemic. And instead of offering incentives to come to Thailand, I believe the Tourism Authority of Thailand and the Ministry of Tourism have decided they want to put people off from visiting the country. The continuous talk about we only want high-end, high earners coming to Thailand to spend their holidays here. We want to take more money from you when you get here, so we're going to do that. No matter what we have to do, whether we price gouge you or rip you off, whatever we have to do, that's what we're going to do. I mean, this is not the mentality of a proper tourism association. They seem to not realize that people around the world are reading their comments. And I think people are being really put off by this kind of rhetoric from the Tourism Association of Thailand, along with the Sports and Tourism Ministry. And it's time they wake up to the fact that people are listening to their words and deciding to go elsewhere. By the end of the year, they're looking at maybe only 100,000 people visiting Thailand. That's going to do nothing. And once Bangkok reopens as a sandbox, Hua Hin and Pattaya, Phuket will start to see a drop off in visitors while people go to Bangkok and go to these other areas because that's where they really want to go to in the beginning anyway. They're just being forced to stay at Phuket at the moment. But soon it won't be that way. So what are Phuket going to do to attract people to come there? I don't know. What do you think about all this, guys? It seems to me the Tourism Authority of Thailand has an agenda and it wants to push away the people who have been really propping up the tourism industry for many, many years. And that's the package holiday makers, you know, even the backpackers, because to me, backpackers are very important. Backpackers don't stay in four and five star hotels, but they do stay in hostels and, you know, guest houses and kind of two and three star hotels, let's say. And they spend money locally. They go to the local restaurants. They don't eat in the fancy ones. They spend their time at the local restaurants. They're more engaged in the community. Community and they spend their money within the Thai community more so than I think the big high earners and high spenders. And it seems like the government want to push the money away from those local people and just look after big business. And that to me is just completely wrong. And next up, domestic airlines allowed full flights. The Center for COVID-19 Situation Administration Operations Center has agreed to lift capacity limits on domestic flights, allowing airlines to take full flight bookings according to the Public Health Ministry. The number of passengers was previously limited to 75% of the full capacity. 
Dr. Chawatsan Namwat, Director for Emergency Health Hazards and Diseases, said that while airlines are allowed to book to full capacity, he stressed other COVID-19 prevention measures remain intact. These measures include a ban on in-flight drinking and eating, the need for a good ventilation system, and proper social distancing on boarding and leaving aircraft, he said. Dr. Chawitsan said that passengers are required to be fully vaccinated or have negative COVID-19 test results 72 hours before boarding, while urging those who are ill to avoid traveling. He said passengers will be required to undergo COVID-19 screening. He said social distancing measures and personal hygiene must be strictly observed by the public following the easing of the COVID-19 restrictions to prevent a rebound. Antigen test kits are also effective tools in COVID-19 screening for the public to use, he said. Meanwhile, the International Air Transport Association, IATA, reported that air travellers are increasingly frustrated with COVID-19 travel restrictions. A survey commissioned by IATA of 4,700 respondents in 11 markets in September demonstrated a confidence that the risk of COVID-19 can be effectively managed and that the freedom to travel should be restored. Of respondents, 67% felt that most country borders should be reopened now, up to 12% points from the June 2021 survey. About 64% of respondents felt that border closures are unnecessary and have not been effective in containing the virus. That's up 11% from June 2021. Some 73% responded that their quality of life is suffering a result of COVID-19 restrictions, and that's up 6% from June 2021. People are increasingly frustrated with the COVID-19 travel restrictions and even more have seen their quality of life suffer as a result, said Willie Walsh, IATA's Director General. They don't see the necessity of travel restrictions to control a virus, Mr Walsh said, and they have missed too many family moments, personal development opportunities and business priorities. Actually, it makes a lot of sense in those final words. Yes, people have missed a lot of family moments over the last couple of years from not being able to fly in different parts of the world. Now, just really quick on the uh, domestic airlines being allowed full flights which is completely fine and they talk about you know they need to have social distancing on the transport to and from you know the plane and other things i've been on a couple of flights where you get to the airport and the social distancing the you know health regulations in the airport are perfect you know everything you're screened properly it's quick but effective and then you go down and you get on the bus to board to go to the airplane and you're packed in like sardines inside the bus for the transfer to the airplane so it makes absolutely no sense now airlines have known about this for a while and whether or not they've rectified it i'm not quite sure because i haven't been on a flight in uh, ages so but hopefully next month i will get to fly again and we'll see what the uh, travel restrictions and the uh, health and safety within airports are like husband and wife duo call for ties to clean up beaches before reopening a husband and wife duo in Hua Hin, Thailand have taken it upon themselves to clean up the beaches of Prachip Kiri Khan and have called on ties around the country to help do the same ahead of the country reopening on November 1. The duo, who run a blog called Life Out Loud, said that they wanted to raise awareness about the trash and pollution issues on Thailand's many beaches, which has continued despite the lack of tourists. The duo say that if they can make an impact on their local beach, then ties everywhere can do the same by helping organize beach cleanups. The worry is that once tourism returns, the situation will be even worse than it is now. In one tweet, Life Out Loud said that the pollution they have been collecting is only local pollution and that it was bad enough without foreign tourists. The lockdown was an opportunity for Thais to reshape their local environment and make sure the beaches were protected so all could enjoy it. 
and our next story diner staff at karat restaurant find 12,500 baht each the 39 people customers and staff caught at a restaurant serving alcohol and opening after hours on wednesday night have each been fined 12,500 baht and given suspended two-month prison sentences the nakan rachisma court on friday passed sentence on the 28 diners and 11 employees arrested at the lamer restaurant and karaoke in downtown Wan district acting chief narang dipu said the restaurant was raided at about 10.30 p.m. on Wednesday by police and local officials. It was operating outside legal hours. There was live music and people were being served alcohol, all in breach of the Provincial Disease Control Order and the Emergency Decree. All 39 customers confessed to the charges, he said. Mr. Narangchan said provincial authorities would also act against the operators of the restaurant. He said businesses must strictly abide by the law during the COVID-19 outbreak. Officials were duty-bound to prosecute offenders. He advised people and businesses to be more patient with the restrictions as the situation would soon improve. And next up, some weather news. All provinces in Thailand told the brace for tropical storm Lion Rock. The Thai Minister of Interior has ordered all provincial governors to be prepared for heavy rain from tropical storm Lion Rock, which is forecast to make landfall in northern Vietnam tomorrow or Monday. According to the Thai Meteorological Department, Lion Rock, packing winds measured at 65 km per hour at its centre, is moving in a northwesterly direction this morning, Saturday, into the Tonkan Bay from Hainan Island and is expected to weaken to an atmospheric depression. This will cause more rain to fall in the northeastern region of Thailand. Meanwhile, the southwesterly monsoon is gaining strength in southern Thailand, the Andaman Sea and the upper part of the Gulf of Thailand and this will bring isolated heavy rain to southern Thailand according to the weatherman. Small vessels have been advised not to venture out to sea due to the rough conditions with waves 2 to 3 meters high in the Andaman Sea, 1 to 2 meters high in the Gulf and higher waves in areas hit by storms. Provincial governors have been instructed to form rapid mobile units to cope with any disasters caused by the storm. The governors were also told to order the evacuation of people to safe areas if the situation becomes serious. Sea travel during the storm will be banned. The governor can also seek help from the military if the situation warrants their assistance. And next up, the Phuket News. Phuket reported 162 new COVID-19 infections in the past 24 hours. One of them was from the Sandbox program. Over the past seven days, Phuket has recorded a total of 1,195 COVID cases. We had 776 international arrivals to the Sandbox scheme. One tested positive for COVID on arrival. They arrived on eight flights, one Qatar, one Emirates, one Etihad, one Scoot Air, one Jetstar Asia, two Singapore Airlines and a private jet. 724 travellers tested negative for COVID during their second and third test as well. Since the 1st of July, 43,802 travellers have availed of the Sandbox programme. And in other news, return of nightlife, entertainment boosts hope for Phuket tourism. Key tourism figures have welcomed the move to allow alcohol to be served and consumed in restaurants across the island and allow live music to be performed in venues, saying the easing of the restrictions removes one of the barriers preventing tourists from coming to Phuket. Phuket talks discuss arrival of Russian tourists next month. Vladimir Sosna, Consul General of the Russian Federation for Phuket Province, has met with Phuket Vice Governor Pichet Panapong to discuss the prospect of Russian tourists returning to visit the island as soon as early next month. It's worth noting what he said. However, the Russian government continued to monitor the situation of infected people in Thailand where the infection situation is high. Therefore, the Russian government has not yet recommended that Russian tourists come to Thailand. And finally, Governor warns veg fest vendors against hoarding, 
price gouging. Phuket Governor has warned all vendors selling food and other goods as part of the vegetarian festival not to engage in any hoarding of produce or products to artificially inflate prices or overcharge customers for any goods. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.